Blog Talk Radio. Yes, 
by Mr. Adolfo Horto, Horta, who is one of the um, uh, organizers for Days of the Dead, which is a multi-media uh, convention all over the country. And the one that just happened was in Atlanta, Days of the Dead Atlanta, which is a southern fried good time. I'll tell, we're going to talk about it in just about a minute. I've got two other people to bring on with me to talk about this who were also there. One of them is regular on the show, and another person that I've been collaborating for a long time, but is a first-time caller, and I know, Bonnie, you've also collaborated with this woman. We're all really excited to have her on, and we did not get a picture, which is really sad. I really am bummed that oh, I did not get a picture with her, but um, we will, but it doesn't matter. We still saw each other. It was fabulous, so let me bring on, uh, let's see, I believe this is, let me see, hello, let's see, hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello. Uh, five, hello. Five one eight area code. You're, yes. you're on with the sexy witches. Who is that? This is Bonnie. You told me to call in at the top of the room. Perfect. This is a little Mr. Vampire. Ah, there she is. I can even hear you, sweetie. Okay, so I'm gonna hold on, Bonnie. Now that I know that it's okay. you, because uh, it can see you. I can only see your area code. I'm going to give you... Of course you can't see me. We're on the freaking phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, here we go. But I got to, I'm going to... I actually have theme music for you, sweetie, and for Days of a Dead Conversation. So we're going to bring you in with an intro. Are you ready? Because Bonnie, yes, you deserve one. Go. go. Oh, All right, you. here we go. <clears throat> All right. So I have my guest host, Bonnie Pavone here, and she is from upstate New York. She's an actress and model, and this weekend she manned the Unearthed Film Table, which are the creator and distributors of the American Guinea Pig series and a bunch of other great titles as well. Very depraved, and we love her. She's We've been collaborating for a long time. She's been a longtime friend of The Madness, which is my horror contest in October, and she's all-around awesome chick. And so, please welcome to the show my very sexy vampire witch, Bonnie Nice Pavone. How you doing, girly? Hey, I'm doing great. Hello to all my sexy, sick witches. I'm one of them, <laughs> but I can't complain because Queenie got on and she, like, set the bar. It was like, we all better I shut the it. fuck up because she's sick, <laughs> man. That's <laughs> sick. That's <laughs> <laughs> I just I have um I have Kathleen Turner voice um you know courtesy of three nights of screaming at Days of the Dead Atlanta but it's worth it so. it is oh man <laughs> you know what's funny we almost almost met last night as well by Kismet she got stuck in Reagan National yes and I did I didn't oh, know another... until too late but I she, oh, I was actually. I, uh, driving towards Dragon National as I find out she's there. So I was like, almost picked her up to say, don't say it, Reagan, yeah. if it snows. But the snow ended up being not so bad and she got home. And we're so glad you're home. So and Thank safe. you. It, it, it was pretty bad because once I, I mean, I'm in upstate New York, so I'm kind of in the boonies. And um, I have an airport here, but it doesn't go everywhere. So I need to go over to Burlington, and that's about an hour and a half away from me. Well, in the nice snowstorm, it was longer. So I went through all – I, I think I woke up 7 o'clock yesterday morning, had my first flight at 11.30, got really confident because that went well because it usually sucks for me. You guys all probably always see my posts when I sit with a damn beer in the airport because I'm always fucking getting stuck at an airport. 
And I thought, oh, it'll be great. And my, 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 my trip out there was very smooth as well. So I got way too confident and got fucked. So then I had to wait to leave about 10 p.m., didn't get in until 11-something, and then drove home. Oh, I'm still crying right now. I'm a bitch. Oh, well, I'm home now. So At least I didn't lose party. your luggage. <laughs> no, well, we're, I almost we're... <laughs> did it because Burlington is, this isn't about horror at all, but Burlington's so small, and it's a cute, very cute airport, but it's so tiny, and you get in that late at night, and the whole crew has to leave to help the tiny plane. But they all decided they to leave right after that, so there was nobody at the counter. So I just looked behind the counter and saw that my name was on my luggage, and I just freaking took it <laughs> after waiting for 20 minutes. But I'm evil. Oh, well, like you didn't know. Well, I'm so glad you're okay and everyone's home. And even though we're a little under the weather and recovering, um, yeah. I'm going to bring one other person onto this conversation. So also joining us tonight, a regular guest on my show. And he is from the Atlanta, Georgia area. And, of course, it is the son of Sally Lloyd himself, Nathan Hamilton. Not only did he manage two panels, including the Phil Anselmo panel, that's why I'm playing Pantera with Ozzy Osbourne right now, he also had a small part in the Dear God No follow-up, Frankenstein Created Bikers, which was <clears throat> premiered trailer, played every five seconds at this thing. You couldn't get away from this trailer. It was a lot of fun. The 35-millimeter movies. We're all looking forward to this. So please welcome back to the show one of my favorite collaborators, Nathan Hamilton. How are you doing, sweetie? Hello, sexy witches. I'm doing just fine. I am uh, finally recovered from Day of the Dead. <laughs> Yay. Very good. You're you're feeling the best of us all then? Yeah, probably. Too. I think just like Bonnie said, my voice is I, We all sound like Phil Anselmo at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we all just kind of have that going on. We should, start, like, uh, we should start a singing group when we sound like this. <laughs> we can all gargle mar- marbles together. Absolutely. Be like I'm the down. Phil Five. The Phil and Summer <laughs> Five. Yeah, I'm, sure, we, I'm sure we could think of some lyrics. Harmonizing. Yeah, I'm sure we could think of some music to go with that, that, some lyrics to go with that porn music. It would sound really sexy with this. Yeah. I wasn't going to sexy waiting music. There actually are lyrics to that song. I have the version, that version. I can play it for you at some point. So you just never heard it. Um, so let me bring this out to Bonnie first, because Bonnie, you, you, work, you were working the Unearthed Films table, which Unearthed I was actually just few, helping out. Helping I was just helping out. out. I've was, been, yeah. But it, it had a huge presence, though, at this thing. I mean, you could not get away from Unearthed Films if you tried at the at the festival. Well, Unearthed is and getting huge go, right now, so yeah. Yes. So, so tell me, what was it like to see people enjoying? I mean, you've had some. You you, you kind of were on the inside on some of these films. You knew people. You know how they mm-hmm. were created and stuff. How does it feel watching mm-hmm. people watch the movies you you are very personal with? What? Uh, how did you feel oh. about the reception? How do you feel personally about watching people watch the film? Oh, it's so much fun! Uh, it's so much fun to see the separate reactions. Um, I get sur- actually I get very surprised at who purposely walks out sometimes. Because we've had like even for for the first one, okay, of, of um, Guts and Gore that Stephen Byro directed and wrote. There were there was one in particular walkout a director, and I'm you know I won't say but it, I was very like floored until I found out you know everyone it's just a, a lesson and everybody has their limits in horror you know and everybody has their niche everybody has their niche but um it has been very exciting to see it 
evolve. I met Marcus and Steven at Slaughter in Syracuse in 2014 before they even filmed Bouquet of Guts and Gore. And uh, it's just been taking off since then. And um, Steven has a great plan, I think, to pay wonderful homage to the original series from Japan that, that he, through Unearthed, has distributed for some years. Um, he has a great idea to turn this into um, something reoccurring for the States and something that kind of almost akin to American Horror Story, in, in my view. He doesn't say this, but I feel like this. American Horror Story, it's like, you know, you have the haunted house in the first one, some sort of thing that connects to our culture. And then you have, oh, we have freaks in the South and Florida. In case people didn't know that, that was freaking true. You know, y'all got the carnival. And it's it's always something loosely having to do with, you know, fear, some fear in America. So American guinea pig is just like going that much further. You know, what kind of horrible situation could you end up in, you know, in America, the land of the free, supposedly, in the land of the safe? What are the things that could come and find you and exploit you? And how can people exploit other people? And also, he has a fantastic plan to have each movie have a different tone, like the original series, which I think is wonderful. And that's just now blossoming. And that's what was so exciting about Bloodshot. Um, this one directed by Marcus Cook and also a wonderful effect by Marcus Cook and wonderful performance, amazing performance by Dan Ellis. Um, it's great because this is the, the blossoming, the opening up of the flower because we get the second, the, the second sort of tone, the first tone being the full-on faux snuff, you know, full-on just the gore. And this is more of a personal story and personal tragedy and trauma and just, it's, it's, you you don't know if it's about how much, you know, torture that these people can take or how much torture you can take watching it. And and it's it's filmed a lot more stylistically and more um you know, contemporarily stylistically because of course the first one was shot pretty sure on original um Super A and on VHS. So that's purposely done lo fi to match what they're going for. And Marcus just really I thought knocked it out of the park and he still has some tightening up to do. He said, so it's the final version, but that we saw, but with a little bit of tightening up to come, I think. And I just can't say enough good things. And the, the weird thing is people, it's kind of, you know, it's gotten out there that it was, it was no, it was no, um, you know, secret or anything that while he was working on this and he had begun editing Bloodshock, uh, well, it's about a year, about a year ago, last, or last summer for Sniper, Slaughter and Syracuse, he, came down with what seemed to be like a, definitely an autoimmune, autoimmune sort of response in his body and his hands clenched up and his feet clenched up and he could not move and he could not walk. He could not create. Stephen was feeding him, I think, at one point and he couldn't get him to go to the hospital. And so they they only showed, uh, they had about 40 minutes ready, the best they could do for slaughter and Syracuse. And we were all extremely thankful for even that. And it was enough to get across the style and the direction and then, you know, Marcus ended up being in the hospital because it got so bad. And he, and in parts of this, I just found out this weekend, he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I found myself in the robe that Dan Ellis is wearing, you know, in the movie, in the hospital robe, because, you know, they ordered their stuff from places that a hospital would order from. So I, I talked to the master. I was like, you know, I really feel that. I just feel like your experience being stuck in the hospital for five or so days and the strangeness of that, and the, I think it connected him to that mind space 
because I just I, the the final version that I saw just had so much. It felt like the the person that that edited and everything felt so much more connected to what was going on, and it really it pulled me in so much more. And the music was amazing as well. So yes, long story short, it has been a lot of fun to watch this, and they have a great the whole, the whole, formula for this too. So, but go ahead. I apologize. I was gonna say the whole the whole movie festival was very odd unusual and eclectic i don't think i have actually ever seen such a bouncing ball of styles being thrown at me in one film festival in a long time i mean american guinea pig was this very highly stylized you know surgical body horror Mm -hmm. thing but then Mm -hmm. i also saw this this psychedelic film called when black vs. flies which Nathan yes. didn't make it through. Nathan pulled out. He walked away. He couldn't handle it. Really? I sat through every frame of that film. Every single frame of that film. I survived it, okay. and I'm a better person for it. I don't know if I can watch <laughs> it again. Uh, but I also saw a film with little, like, like animated soldiers, and that guy, the director of that movie, is actually going to probably come on in August and talk uh, stop animation with me. I'm really hoping so. So I'll keep fingers crossed on that. Called what was it, Nathan? Was that Dog Boys of Kilo Company? Was that, that is, the name? Uh, Do- Devil that was Dogs. the uh, yeah. Devil, Devil Dogs, Dogs of Kilo, Kilo Company. Company. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so it wasn't just American Guinea Pig. It was like it was everything. I was really in shock. And matter of fact, the um, uh, Guinea Pig was the big feature at 10 p.m. on Saturday, but the film that preceded it was. Also another big release, and I wanted to bring Nathan on this one to talk about Circus of the Dead, one of his favorite movies, and the screening and how you think it was received at Days of the Dead. I can tell you how I felt about it in a minute, but uh, Nathan, describe this film to people like, and tell me what the experience of watching it with a large, southern-fried, half-drunk, or not so half-drunk, very drunk crowd. Uh, it was definitely, of, of definitely a little more than half. I would say, yeah. What I what the coolest thing about watching Circus of the Dead this year was having mm. watched it at last year's Days of the Dead and seeing all the people who I watched it with last year dragging people in, like, dude, you have got to see this. And watching people bring more people in and to a packed room and it was like maybe half packed last year and you could tell all of them had to bring more people in that had the experience and it went over really well. I think everyone really dug that movie. Uh, I thought the reception was rather fun, and I didn't. I, Bonnie, I wanted to tell you and you guys that I didn't disclose this till after Nathan made me watch Circus of the Dead. That one of my biggest fears is clowns. I hate. Oh clowns. no! I just des- <laughs> I despise clowns. Now I will say it's a fear that I've actually conquered. I can deal with it. I don't spaz out, but I still get nervous when I see clowns. I still get mm-hmm. on my, and if they have something with like a rotor saw or a chainsaw, forget it. I'm just screwed. I just can't deal with that. Uh, it goes back to a trauma at the Ringling Brothers Circus when I was a kid. Like a one, like I was right next to two uh, clowns and one pulled out a gun and fired <laughs> it at the other and it shot right by my ear and scared the crap out of me and that was it clowns sucked you know but but i also faced my fear i love killer clowns from outer space and but this movie had one of the craziest clowns i've ever seen since captain spaulding and i think it's what pulls the film yeah popcorn and popcorn is definitely like 
I, I would say that this movie, if it wasn't, for, the popcorn carries is spelled, and it's one of those mm-hmm. performances that if you took it out mm-hmm. and put it in a mainstream film, he could have been up for an Oscar nomination. It is really that for real. He's, he's Bill, delivering. Bill Jr. is an amazing actor. And he's he, delivering. He should, oh, my God. Catherine, he should make you love clowns. Well, no, he did some pretty heinous things. But, um, oh, come on. It, oh, <laughs> But he's, he's Actually, still, but in the way it's kind, of, it's kind of like it reminds me. It's totally not the same thing, but it's, it reminds me a little bit of like the gentleman in Buffy the Vampire Slayer because they're so refined mm-hmm. and like, you know, taking care of themselves and picking and hmm. But then in the next second they can do the most horrible, depraved things to with well, themselves I, or with someone else or to someone else. Fantastic. Well, that's what was cool about his character. For the most part, a lot of the dialogue was very casually delivered. And it wasn't mm-hmm. over the top all the time, though there were some amazingly over the top moments in this movie. But often when he's talking to the people, he's actually talking to them on their level, which is like different. I've not seen that. Usually you get the guy going, Ooh, I am the clown and I'm scary. No, he saved those are the side characters. They're doing their things on the side. He's all about intimacy, being up in your yeah, face, talking to you about your family, telling you the truth. That's what makes Office Corn so scary. I oh, think that's what makes Pop- him so scary. Absolutely. Because he can Papa talk Corn, to you on those levels. Papa Corn has the potential more than any other character I believe I've seen in maybe a decade in horror mm. to be an icon, to be a new Freddy or Jason. I agree with you. Or something you. like this. I mean, I, I haven't maybe since the Firefly, Firefly family, he has mm-hmm. the most icon potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can't disagree and, with and, that, Nathan. No way. It, it is very reminiscent Nathan. of that, of that grindhouse road trip on a rampage gang kind of movie. It's totally what it is. And uh, at some point, uh, um, Bloody Bill, uh, uh, sorry, Billy Pond will be on the show. He did say he was going to come on the show about the time that Circus of the Dead gets distribution. And I can't, I'm going to talk in depth about Circus of the Dead. And please call in or listen to those shows, guys, because uh, I can't wait to talk about the show, this movie in detail. So if you can find it, guys, go find out Seek Circus of the Dead. But it wasn't just the feature films. I also wanted to shout out to a lot of the short films I saw. There was this company that did two great little films called Knob Goblins and Disengaged, which was, Knob Goblins was just hysterical. It was just a little creature feature about a monster that eats penises when you masturbate. Brilliant, well, um, full of awesome, funny as hell. Oh, my God, that was great. And then there was also um, Disengaged, which is a, a spit on the zombie film. I will say a lot of people in the South right now are trying to do something new with the zombies, and Atlanta loves and hates their zombies at the same time. But you see, they're trying to push the boundaries and try new things with them. So we give them credit. I saw a lot of zombie shorts <laughs> over the weekend. So, But um, Nathan, also... We had it wasn't just about the movies, even though the film festival was one of the best I've seen at at an at a horror con like this. But there was a lot of panels, and there you were, on stage with Bill Anselmo. Uh, <laughs> so as as uh-huh. a, so, what was that like to That's panel cool. with your Bill Anselmo? And also, don't forget the independent film uh, panel, which was also like one of the largest panels at the con. When I walked into that that panel. It was filled with people, including a few people that wasn't supposed to be at the con, and they were there, so they just got on stage and talked too. So please, Nathan, talk about that experience. 
Yeah, the uh, the independent filmmakers panel is always that's the one I always get to host, and it is my favorite part of the entire weekend because the, that's that's my niche of horror. The you know the independent stuff, the people who are out there innovating, and it's really cool to get those people out on stage in front of an audience and let them talk about their passion and talk about their films because it's one thing when you see a horror flick. It's another if you've heard the person actually talk about making the movie, you feel kind of a more personal connection to it. Kind of like I would much rather, you know, put money in someone's hand and get their movie than order it from some, you know, somebody, which is a cool thing about coming to Days of the Dead. But that panel was weird because I was expecting four people to be on it. And all of a sudden I had a stage full of people and an incredible array of talent from James Bickert, Stephen Byro, to Bobby Easley, to, you know, all kinds of people. So that was really fun. The Phil panel, that was really the dream come true because, you know, Pantera was one of those formative bands for me as a kid. And it was cool to get up there and because you could tell Phil was, you know, we all know about the controversy that's gone on recently, but it, you could tell he was really enjoying being amongst like-minded people and being amongst friends who weren't going to, you know, who weren't there to needle him about controversy, but wanted to talk hard and wanted to talk metal yeah, and that kind uh, of stuff. And when you really say came like, out. I just want to say when you say like-minded, you don't mean Nazi like-minded. You mean no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, people who people who are there to celebrate what Days of the Dead is about. People who are there know, to celebrate yeah. horror. You, you know, you you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't mean that our in the absolute in at all. I'm, I'm our, our kind of people. Yes. The I did not see how that comment could be taken that way, but now that I do, I, I apologize. It's all good. Don't apologize, sweetie. I'm just teasing you, uh, but and, I will. And frankly, I think you might be reading too much into Hello, it. Hello, 2016. <laughs> Sorry. i got to throw every Nazi fun I can in there. I will say, but that a- the asking, asking, did, ask, did surprise me with his knowledge of horror. You know, asking him questions even would have been out of mind comfort zone. So I'm not even going to do that. No, it's not, that's not your place. Your place is to talk horror. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and, and he was really... I was surprised. He gave me an answer that I did not expect. And, I mean, there was a few movies. I knew he could, like, he could pull out the obscurity out of his pocket and throw it out there. I knew mm-hmm. that could happen. But he said the best Lovecraftian movie is Dagon. Dagon. I was like, yeah. really? Wow. Did he really say that? Did he really? Because yeah, I missed that shit. And I fucking love Dagon. I'm sorry. I'm an in, I'm in, I, I do this. It's what I do. Dude, the one that impressed me no, was the house with the laughing windows. Yeah, but he's done that before. He's done that before. Oh, but Dagon. This guy knows his stuff. Yeah, Dagon's a yeah, fucking awesome B masterpiece. I love Dagon. My favorite uh, part about that thing, you know, with my background working at Netherworld, was asking about working at House of Shock and hearing him talk about stories about scaring people and saying things that we haunters say on a regular basis. I'm like, oh, that's Phil Anselmo saying that shit. You know, well, that, that, that was cool. <laughs> I, and, to, and to know that he was a contemporary with Jack M. Weber, who I saw the documentary on, Diary of a Deadbeat, who was part of that whole horror haunt thing in the beginning, too. And that was a very big revelation. I didn't know anything about Jack Ed M. Weber other than he was like some cult director in Dayton, and i never seen any of his movies. That's as much Jim, as I knew Jim about him. Jim Weber. Yeah, Jim Pam Weber. Sorry, yeah. uh, Jack and Weber. What, what the fuck am I doing? Uh, sorry, Jim and Weber. Thank you, Nathan. Aren't I horrible? Yeah, you... Anyway, but either <laughs> he would get in the fuck anyway. So, uh, but 
anyway, it, it was really fascinating to watch. Like they were talking, he was talking about how they like him and uh, one other guy um, was started this haunt together, and I had no idea about that. I knew he was from Norla. I knew he was a New Orleans guy, but I didn't know any of that. So that was cool. So I, I really House enjoyed. House of Shock is a beast of a haunt. They they put those humble beginnings he was talking about and built it into a bad ass haunt. I, I actually totally am curious about it now. So that was a really great panel. Uh, the Bill Mosley and the Sid Haig panel was, I actually wasn't going to go to it, and I ended up loving it. Uh, it was great. Uh, Sid Haig sh- shouted out, Bone Tomahawk, and did a lengthy conversation about going watching that film. And I h- highly, I highly like. recommend Bone Tomahawk. Absolutely. Woo. So I was also on Bill yes, Mosley. I, well. I thank I thanked him for his performance in Repo the Genetic Opera and he talked about how he got the part of Luigi and uh that was cool. I mean and then of course Elvira was kind of the centerpiece of the whole thing. Everyone was there to see Elvira. Um careful. We're gonna lose Nathan. We're gonna lose Nathan. He's gonna go to the bunk. No, 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 oh. I'm, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nathan strong has an man. outlet now. Absolutely strong he, man. He's fine. He's fine. He he has his outlet now. He doesn't have to worry about like Elvira anymore. So uh but yeah, yeah we're okay. I got, I got a wonderful picture, picture that he took. Women the the dead, so I was happy. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. But El Elvira was beautiful. Um PJ Souls was beautiful and amazing. Uh Jordan Ladd. I actually had a great conversation about Grace with her because uh, I love that movie. Uh, and uh, she was really surprised. She was like, what, you actually saw it? Oh, like, not only that, I saw it when I was eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so there was all these great celebrities that were extremely approachable, which is nice because you don't always get that. I don't think Elvira was as approachable as some. Uh, but Ted Ramey pulled me on stage and made me pitch a movie to him, and I successfully – pitched the movie to Ted Ramey. Woohoo! Yes. <laughs> so so I, I, that, that was the highlight of one of the highlights of my um, con. But also, I went to the tattoo contest and I went to the costume contest and the makeup contest. Went to all three of them and that was great. Roy Woolley made a cameo at the makeup contest, which of course, as Nathan knows, is one of my favorite people in the entire world. And yep. um, and uh, it was it was really a lot of things, so much happening. Just keep going. The one thing I did like is that the panel room and the film room were literally across from each other. So I was actually not – I got in more films than I was expecting. I wasn't even expecting to get Mania in. And I didn't even know Jessica Cameron was going to be there. Matter of fact, she said she wasn't going to be there. And so I finally yeah, got to with – Meet meet Jessica Cameron, who I have never actually met, even though we have similar acquaintances and friends. So it was like uh, it was it was one of those things where I was like I was bumping into people that I've always wanted to meet. I bump into people that I've known for years but never actually met, like Bonnie. Um, let's see, what was your favorite thing, Bonnie, about the con in general? Not just what you're working, but the one thing that you thought was the best, the coolest thing you saw at that con. The coolest thing that I saw was Circus of the Dead, but I missed it last year because um, it's hard for me. Like I find it seems like everybody has like a twin that they bring with them. They can see everything, but I love Days of the Dead. The only the only thing that stresses me about Days of the Dead is that there's I have to go panel or movie, panel or movie constantly. <laughs> So that's a little difficult for me. But um, Circus of the Dead, I was very, very, very impressed. 
and very happy to be impressed. Um, actually, I think that's why I hung out at the owner's table so much because Billy Palm was right next to us. That's got to be it. And yeah, fuck Byro and Marcus. Who needs that shit? Yeah, <laughs> and he's the sweet. Billy's the sweetest guy, and he had um, oh my gosh, she was with him. Was it Rusty or Rusty Edwards? That plays Mr. Bliss during the movie was with him, a sweet, sweet man. Um, that was fun. And it was great to see them because soon I'm going to be working with Hannah Foreman, known as Hannah Neronica, on a monthly horror showing in Brattleboro, Vermont, uh, called Horror at the Hooker. It'll be at the Hooker Dunham Theater. And she is friends with Billy Pond, and he has agreed to let her screen Circus of the Dead. Unfortunately, I forget which month that's coming. But So I was very excited to see that we had canned something so fabulous. And it's going to be still right before the distribution, so that's exciting too. So because we'll be, you know, helping get the word out. What's that? I, I, I was no, I was listening to you, but I, I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Bobby Easley, who just accepted my friend request. Hey, Bobby, what's up? Um, he's the director of a film called uh, Belly Timber, which is these other trailer that played besides Frankenstein created bikers, which is the movie Nathan's in. And uh, I actually had a great conversation with him as well. And he actually got all geeked out in the fact that I actually like live in Maryland and know a lot about history. And that like really shocked him. I've never had a horror geek actually be excited about my day job before, which was kind of exciting. But I want, I want to, I went at the tattoo contest. I actually won the signed Belly Timber poster. So all the entire cast and crew signed it. And I have the book with uh, uh, Bob Easley and one of the actors signed the, the novelization too. So give them a shout out as well. All, I met some really amazing directors while I was there. And Billy, like I said, all of them were, oh, I was great. It was so much fun to talk shop with people and they actually like mm-hmm. listen to you. <laughs> it was like awesome. So, Nathan, going to you, what was the one favorite thing besides body slamming and butt raping a T-Rex, which he did, by the way? Um, um, what was the one favorite thing that you did um, at uh, Days of the Dead or you saw or experienced, other than the Phil Anselmo? You can't count that. We already talked about that. So. All right. I, honestly, I think my favorite moment is one of those moments that you only get in a horror con. It didn't involve a celebrity at all. I was walking down the hall when I was in my Leatherface costume and just turned the corner and locked eyes with a dude dressed as Franklin from Texas Chainsaw mm. Massacre. Didn't know the dude, That's any of fantastic. it, but we just, just locked eyes and just ran up and just, I just, you know, started maiming with a chainsaw. And we both knew what was up, and it was one of those <laughs> moments where, you know, fans connect out of nowhere, and it was hilarious. And we got great pictures of it. And those, those are the kind of moments, like, the big moments with celebrities, those are awesome. The big moments where you get to see the cool movie, that's awesome. But to me, a lot of these cons, it's about mm-hmm. the camaraderie between the fans. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I love horror cons mm-hmm. for that reason. Yeah. And I did not, I, I completely denied butt raping a T Rex. I may have choke slammed that T Rex, but I did not butt rape him. That kind of shit leads to extinction. A lot well, of people butt rape the T Rex. Everyone butt rape the T Rex. 
this was what was funny about it. Matter of fact, um, the T-Rex was on stage at the costume contest, and everyone with a laser pointer or gun all started shooting at the T-Rex. I mean, everyone was targeting the T-Rex. They got butt raped. A giant, uh, it was a, a a guy walking around as a penis with with like zombie warts all over it, and he was trying to rape the T-Rex. I mean, it was just like, it, don't wear a T-Rex costume. At a horror convention and not expect violence. Of it was some like kind a gore concert. You just don't have yeah. the arms to defend yourself. Oh, well, the penis <laughs> was actually being led by some guy that was nicely dressed, cosplayed as Odorous Ungerous of Guar. And I, and I thought that was really nice. You know, so mm-hmm. it always makes me teary. It makes me sad at the mm-hmm. evil demon character, but it still makes me teary. I think I miss him. I just, uh, I just so. keep wondering how they're going to replace him in the closet in Holliston. Because I, I don't know if it's changed, but a couple months ago, Adam Green was saying they were going to continue with Holliston. And I'm like, how can you do that? Because... Odorous was actually a very important part of the show. He was like mid midpoint. He'd get introduced and you know, kind of you know, tell Adam to go fuck himself and shit. But he would like actually like state back to you what was going on in the plot. It was important, and then kind of like you know, inadvertently give Adam the you know, an idea Good of what advice. to do. Yeah, and I didn't think of that until after he passed. And I watched it, and I'm like, do you know what? That was an important character. Shit. So yeah. I'm the T Rex should be in the closet. He was, oh, like, he, was like, he was like Adam's balls. <laughs> I love it. I just I you, actually, the, no- be- the best T-Rex <laughs> moment of the entire weekend. I don't know if you were there to see this, EKG. But okay. apparently at one point, the, um, the, the T-Rex, who I know the identity of the guy in the T-Rex costume. I will not be divulging it. But uh, this T-Rex was at one point running around with purple dicks taped to his back. All over the place. Oh. And yes, at one I point, remember that. At one, point, at one point was getting a little too rowdy for the semi-cops, semi-security. And I actually got to witness security standing there. And uh, one of them looked like he was about to tase the T-Rex. And he looks him in the eye and says, fuck you, I'm a T-Rex, and runs off. <laughs> <laughs> that is a oh beautiful my God. moment. Now, now, now I'm kind of, now I'm you upset guys, I missed Days of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if, out of all the stories, out of all the stories, that makes me wish I'd been there. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it I do have one, I have one small casualty, some bad news that I realized when I got home. Um, when I unpacked my clothes, guys, and Aaron, you're going to get this. Um, my street trash shirt wasn't in my bag. Oh, no. no. You yeah. lost your street trash shirt. That was such a fucking good shirt. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I got, it got its convention use. I have some amazing photos in it. I think I lost it in the screening room because that was the last place I pa- unpacked and repacked. And it was dark in there. I could have maybe left it. I thought I got it. So I'm totally bummed about that. But other than that, mm-hmm. um, But it wouldn't. It wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time discarded clothing has been found on the floor of a Days of the Dead screening room. However, Uh, we had bags. Yeah, Sunday of last year. Remember, I don't know if Nathan was there, but we had bags of them, and we didn't know some of it was Adam Allbrands, and there were shoes. There were very, very stylish Mm -hmm. shoes that, like, some of us girls were sitting around and going, "Hmm," because we kept asking around, like, we didn't want to be, you know 
covetous or greedy. We were trying to put our hands under our butts, but they were so nice. And so no one claimed them. And so we were kind of looking at the at the sizes and stuff, and eventually someone claimed them. But there was still some stuff left over at the end. I think even some some pickled specimens and stuff. There, it was weird. Like, I don't know how someone <laughs> could leave this stuff. <laughs> I don't know why someone would leave their pickled specimens. I mean, how, oh, I forgot my jar of baby heads. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know that works or not, but, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> But it was it was a fabulous time, and I, I want to say uh, thank Adolfo Hota again um, and the Dance of the Dead for honoring, for giving me this chance to do this. This was like a big break for me, and and I got Woo! to hang out with the son of Celluloid, which we talk all the time, but we never get to hang out, and so that was awesome. And, and Bonnie and I didn't get as much time as I would like. A lot of the time, this was what was happening. I was going one way, she was going the other. We crossed paths. Hi, Bonnie. Bye, Bonnie. Or once we called oh. each other in the bath, bathroom for, like, what, 30 mm-hmm. seconds? Was that right? We had a quick conversation yes, about but, the movie and then left. Yeah. You gave me a lovely hug in the in the bathroom, though. It's a lovely, yeah, lovely so, bathroom time. <laughs> yeah, so, but that's how, you know, that's how you know your convention family, though, that you can have those 30-second conversations and, like, still yeah. love each other to pieces. Mm-hmm. Hell, I barely ran. I barely ran into Bonnie throughout the weekend either. It was just here that's, or there. That's what I was gonna Your say. And last year, fast. yeah, and last last it just and that's one of those kind of like, kind of amorphous kind of things. And it's one of the exciting things even that comes with the con. You don't know what group you're gonna end up in, and that's awesome because if you think about it, it means we have less clicks. Because we seriously, like, all the cons I go to, it happens with fucking all of them. It's never the same people hanging out all the time each time. It ebbs and flows. So, but I think that's, you know, even though you might be bummed out, and I was bummed out not to see you more, Nathan. But, like, it's it's still, you know, other people. But for a while, I was like, where's Nathan? Until I got to pretend to be you in a picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> I did because everyone, everyone, anyone that knows Nathan knows that he photobombs. He's a photobomb god. And it's always the <laughs> bandana and the devil horns and the dangling cigarettes. And <laughs> randomly, they wanted to do a group. I don't even know who it was, but they wanted to I get a group photo outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, I didn't have your bandana. I didn't. But everyone's outside. And I... I, I smoke when I drank so I'd had enough to drink had enough to drink and I was smoking and they're like everybody get in group photo so I go in and I had the cigarette and it just hits me all of a sudden like I had missed him and he wasn't there and I'm like can last year he photobombed me so awesomely and like so many shots I'm like, you know what I'm a full-on Nathan this and I don't know if I'll ever see it but I had the cigarette dangling and I had horns up and <laughs> it was fun I actually think so tonight I the part of Nathan Hamilton will be played by Bonnie <laughs> It was oh, a Nathan dude. homage. Who doesn't oh, love Nathan? Just, we all oh, love you. Nathan. Nathan is he's my, he's to my hero. <laughs> so, uh, and and I, Nathan and I are talking about, we're not going to go into details now because we have a long ways to go, but we're talking about collaborating together and really doing something special. Yes. And I, and I, and I really hope we got ideas, and I really hope it works out. And so uh, so there was that, too. This was one of those kind of play events where professionally it was amazing for me, but personally it was also amazing for me. So, And, mm-hmm. it, and a lot of it has to do with the, my, the people I met and the people I 
Avenue there, and thank you. I sometimes felt like that little dog in the Warner Brothers cartoons bouncing around Nathan. What are you doing next, huh? So, huh, boss? What do you want to do next? 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 You know, but, yes. and, then, and then, you know, but because I was like, you know, new and I wanted to meet new people. I was like, who's this? I want to meet this person. You know, but, but everyone was totally cool with me. And, you know, I've heard some horror stories coming from Dragon Con, and people assume horror cons are like these, like, horrible, depraved people. Not once oh, God, I no. unfairly. Nobody was inappropriate with me except for all in the right ways at a horror con. I'm not saying they weren't politically correct. No, there was definitely raunch. There was definitely inappropriateness, but they weren't inappropriate with me. Does that make sense? No, we're depraved in all the good ways. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Well, us us horror geeks, we know our limits. We get our depravity from our films. So I'm hoping that Atlanta keeps expanding their horror con and it keeps getting bigger and and we all will support it and and Days of the Dead because they're really doing a great thing. So I want to thank Nathan for being on the show tonight. And um, Nathan, do you have anything you want to say or plug before I let you go and we change gears? We're going to talk girly stuff for the next half hour. Yeah, I'll be checking out for that. So you guys uh, go ahead and uh, go to the Southern Cellular Facebook go to the Southern Cellular Facebook page, hit like, and make sure you hit get notifications because fuck Facebook and their stupid algorithms. That's the best yeah. way to keep up with what I'm doing and man, support independent horror. Absolutely. All right, and before I let you go, I have one final thing to say to you, uh, Nathan, because while you guys were talking, I got a message, and it was from somebody I'm very excited. Her name is Sarah Trost. She is Mm -hmm. the sister of Brandon and Jason Trost, who directed and wrote the um, FP, and she's accepted my request for an interview. She's going to be on the show. So, yeah, so she was like, I had a list of geek girls that I had on my list. Sarah Trost was number two. Number one was Jennifer Aspinall. And I'm not going to go into details, but Bonnie may be doing a favor for me at Cinema Wasteland with that. So, um, so um, May. I'm saying May. It got to be. Uh, and I did want to say one thing. I did slip Elvira a business card. Just so you know, I actually did, but not because I wanted yeah, her to call into the show. Yeah, it was because I wanted to show her that I'm a horror host too, and if it wasn't for Elvira, I wouldn't be doing this right now. So, so that's better, that's wanted... better than what a lot of the people in line were trying to slip her. So you know. <laughs> that's true. So oh, and she also said to me that she's going to probably do Not Scary Farm one more time, but this will be the last one. This is. She kind of hinted to me that this last horror con circuit she's doing, because she's also doing Wizarding World and a couple others, is a retirement run. So, guys, if you're listening to this show and you haven't met Elvira and Sandra Peterson, you may want to go and do it now, because she's going to at least, I don't know if she was going to retire herself, but she's going to retire Elvira permanently. And so, go, go. We already had a a TV show where she she chose another Elvira and was supposed to retire, I thought, and it never happened. Nathan, do you know anything about that, hon? I do not. Or I'm sure you do. Tell us about it. Nope, I know nothing. Sworn to secrecy. Yeah, something tells me that it was kind of like those uh, uh, reality shows where, like, the couple hooks up and is supposed to get married and then it goes to Paul after. It was probably something like that. So, but <laughs> she's well, amazing and, and good for her. 
All right. Well, Nathan, thank you for coming. We're going to take a small break. I'm going to have a musical interlude, from, uh, uh, and we're going to change gears because it's Valentine's Day, and also for us geek girls, especially Queenie, one of her favorite people <laughs> is dropping on the theater this Sunday, uh, this weekend, is Deadpool. Oh, yeah. The first yes, Marvel. Marvel. The first Marvel. 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 <laughs> okay, so Nathan, I'm going to let you go, and we'll talk later. And so go ahead and hang up. Much love to you, sweetie. And I'm going to play this song, which is actually my first geek husband inaugural entry to our geek husband list. And his name is Jimmy Pop, and he's a member of the band called uh, Bloodhound Gang. And this is Uncool as Me. <laughs>
Sexy Witches. How are y'all doing, folks? I am the head hauntress, and with me once again is my sexy werewolf, Queenie Todd, which didn't howl for me this morning because it wasn't feeling better. Can you howl now? <gasps> yeah, Please. I can howl. Oh. Pretty good. Um, Pretty good. But now I have to howl back. Oh. And, of course, yeah, we always have the, se- the sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing, sweetie? Oh, doing much better now. All right. And then with us still is my guest host, Bonnie. And how are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing better because I've been drinking makeshift margaritas since the beginning of the show. So (laughs) that's exactly right. My show is all about drinking. I'm often walking around with a drink in my hand. I think I read on the interwebs that it will help a cough, and a sore throat. I think I read that, yeah. <laughs> it does, it does. <laughs> I so, you forget um, that you care. We're going to change gears. We talked about Days of the Dead, Atlanta, and believe me, there will be more on Days of the Dead, Atlanta throughout. Oh, tell me we're going to talk about but, Deadpool's butt, please. Deadpool's butt. Uh, Deadpool's Deadpool butt. Deadpool butt. Yes. Okay. Deadpool, <laughs> so before we get into Deadpool's ass, um, um, what about... <laughs> oh, hey, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'll mind. Amazing. I think he's down for that. Uh, yeah, what there's a what is a geek husband? Let me explain to my audience what we call a geek husband or a geek wife. Because let's, you know, a geek husband, a geek wife has a couple criteria. One, they could be an ambassador to genre horror or of some kind. Like there's someone that speaks for it, is is brave, it talks like a good example of a geek husband would be Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood recently just had a big, really nice article on why he thinks that horror should be up for more Oscars. Whoa, and really? Forbes, so yes, yep. and he's one of my geek like, husbands. I adore Elijah. Yeah, why right? have you been not? Uh, and I want to bitch because I completely <laughs> forgot to put cooties on my top five. Yeah. Oh, last year to me, girl, like horror comedies. Last year just took it. There were so many actual really good horror comedies. And speaking of Deadpool, did you all see the voices? Because. Um, I sure was the hell awesome. did. Yes, I did. It made it was, number that maybe thirteen. Yeah, that was the reason why I thought that maybe he could do Deadpool because he pulled that off so well. I never expected to see that come from Ryan Reynolds, a performance like that. There was just no way. It was yeah. a pretty unhinged performance. I actually really enjoyed the voices. Uh, actually, our earlier Sexy Witch, that was one of her favorite movies of 2015, uh, the one that's no longer here on our show. But, you know, she's the one recommended it to me, and I totally love the film. So, so Ryan Reynolds originally was not a geek husband, but now he sure the hell is, and his butt <laughs> definitely is a geek husband. Yeah. Because it's geek husband's number two criteria is not only – are we a crush? But it can also be an unusual crush. Like, a good example of a geek husband with an unusual... Obviously, Ronald Reynolds is beautiful. Okay, let's just say he's a good-looking man, all right? And if you're not into with that, he's a good-looking man, right? Looks great. I, I, think he's just in the, I think he's just kind of climbing the ranks and maybe almost getting into the running. We'll see what happens in Deadpool, and then maybe we'll no, no, consider no, no, no. letting him in. Say, you know? <laughs> I have to say Ryan Reynolds is there simply because he executive produced Deadpool simply to make sure it was done correctly. Good point, my dear. Okay, so yeah, yeah he, so he, he was full on into that character. But 
But I want to throw out, it doesn't always have to be a geek boy either. One of my favorite geek husbands is Steve Buscemi. I have this huge crush oh, on it. Steve Buscemi. And he does not even because he's done. You know, so it, that's another uh, example of a geek husband, a very unusual crush. Not every girl I know is a Steve Buscemi, but I'll guarantee you there is a lot of girls like me that think Steve Buscemi is, oh, my God. I don't know what it is about him, but it's just a Donnie. All bets it's, are off. It's just that amazing talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So it's out of respect, right? So um, Exactly. So uh, I have a huge list of geek husbands, and I'll throw some of them out towards the end if we don't talk about them. But let's throw it out to Queenie, because Queenie was like when, when I first started making this list. And granted, yes, my lists tend to be a bit heterosexual. She was like, well, what about uh-huh. wives? We, we can't, like, look oh, yeah. wives. I'm like, you know, like, no, I'm now, now, I have quite a few. I have oh, quite well, a few geek ones. We have a different criteria for women. Remember, women on our show can be sexy witches, but we also have war, warrior women, which is a, a, a classification we'll talk about in the future. Because uh, uh, you know, uh, but and but they can have overlap and crossover. And the one that we all agreed that should be number one on the geek wives list is Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless is like the end of Allison Hannigan. You know, Allison Hannigan. Uh, so you can Allison go Hannigan, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. <laughs> from like from like Xena Warrior Princess to Spartacus to, to Ash mm-hmm. versus Evil Dead, freaking Lucy mm. Lawless. All the way. I loved her in Spartacus, honey. She was so great in Spartacus. Uh, that Jesus, yes, Spartacus? she was. Oh, I've gone back hot. and forth on her for years, and then especially, but it wasn't really her fault, but when, you know, when Battlestar Galactica went the way it went, I didn't mean to have it connected to how I felt about her, but she was in it, and I hadn't ever solidified about her. But watching Spartacus, I fell in love with her. Oh. Uh-huh. That show. That show. <laughs> so much eye candy. So add, there, there, there's, there's quite a few geek husbands of Spartacus alone. <laughs> <laughs> No, Manu Bennett. Manu Bennett's one of mine. If I'm going to jump right in there, speaking of Spartacus, Manu Bennett, who played Crixus. I mean, at first, I absolutely hated his character, but to follow him mm-hmm. from from Spartacus onto Arrow. Um, as, I haven't gotten to see him in Arrow yet. I've been wondering because oh, I'm like, shit, that's Crixus. Yes, it is. And he is so good. And he is Great. funny and, and congenial. And I've had several friends meet him. And he's just this super sweet Australian, just doll baby. And yeah, Aww. okay. So Manu Bennett, even though he's he's really sexy and he's conventionally hot, he's he's right up there on the top of my even list. Even though he's a bro. Even though he's a bro, he has heart and all that. Exactly. So, you know. Hey, uh, there are there are plenty of bros that are also geek husbands, and we talked about this in detail. And we, I always like to throw out my favorite one, which is Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, a lot of people yeah, are like, how is that's he? That's who I was thinking of. But he, but he, he, yeah, is. he is the perfect bro. He is the perfect bro geek husband. He loves D&D. When he talks about D&D, he giggles like a fucking five-year-old. It is so <laughs> fucking cute. And he's so fabulous and cute that, like, even though, like, and I, I love Pitch Black. I didn't, I like, I didn't care so much necessarily for the second movie, but I respected that. I, I think he put his own money into it to get it done, even. But the third one that just came out, 
even though the the effects were like lower, but they stylized it, so it was okay. I really, really liked it. It was really great. And he's just he's so oh he's so medieval. Oh my god. Because can I can I throw him. out can I throw out a really That's quick Manu Bennett story just to show how adorable he is? Yeah, sure. Please. Okay, of course. He films he films Arrow in Vancouver. And I have a friend who's a nurse in Vancouver, and she works with Intact America, um, which is a group that um, works with, you know, it's it's against circumcision in children. And they saw him on the ferry ride, um, so they went over, and they had just gotten this huge batch of um, I heart my, my, um, I heart my uncircumcised penis uh, T-shirt. <laughs> Literally, it says, I heart my uncircumcised penis on it. And um, they had just gotten and a batch of these T-shirts and stuff. Yeah. So they went over and they asked him if, if he would like one. And he, like, took off his shirt on the boat and he put on mm-hmm. this tank top, like, on, on the ferry. And he, like, went off the ferry beating his chest going, I love my uncircumcised penis. <laughs> Just like parading it around, it was so fantastic. I but wish really I'd been there to see it. Yeah, of course. He's Australian. Oh, fantastic! We're the Love only it. nation that does it. So, <laughs> oh, that's true. I, I mean, I, I mentioned these 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 margaritas, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's <yeah>. all right. <laughs> No, but I mean, just it's adorable. I mean, he just had this little group of nurses and stuff, and he just went off there booming like a big old warrior. It was adorable. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. You no, 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 no. You should coin that the adorable warrior. That's what it is. The adorable warrior. The adorable, the adorable, approachable warrior. That's what we want. It's like it used to be that we wanted the bad boys, but the smart girls now. It's like. We we want a little of the bad boy through the warrior, but you Great. have to have so, in, another, integrity. Another high, and, bar, another high bar we'll never reach. That's basically what you're just inventing there. <laughs> another another adorable warrior would have to be Tom Hardy, though. Mm. Oh, but, okay, Tom Hardy. Yeah, the only thing about him, man, is if you, if you know not. about his, his MySpace days, he was quite the shit monk. He was, <laughs> he was, like, annoying for a while. But who knows? People, people. I am not. I don't even know him. I have no uh, idea. I, I just, I'm. I'm still on the fence if he's a geek husband or not. I haven't decided. Yeah, I am too. Really? I'm have you too. seen? Have you seen Bronson? Like Bronson? where he started no. out? No. No, I actually have. No, not but seen now I'm Bronson, thinking about Furiosa, and I know Queenie is too. So we're completely derailed here. Furiosa. <laughs> Well, I, that's why I said he's on the fence because he's been in some very choice genre pictures, but I don't know if he is the geek husband. And, you know, you can be in a genre picture and not be a geek husband. It does happen. Uh, you he's know, very, very selective. He's very, very selective. And he started out on a lot of independent, especially Bronson, which was about that uh, that guy who's been in prison forever who named himself it, Charles Bronson in, in England. And yeah. he's... He's just a brutal, brutal man, and Tom Hardy is just—he's one of those mm-hmm. bro guys, you know what I mean? He's—he's mm-hmm. he's an adorable warrior, and well, and yeah, he lips. He's—he's sexy because, like, you, just like movie. you said, he immerses himself in it, but it's with heart. Like he goes exactly. there, 
but it's with heart, and that's what make that's what makes 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 us puffy. We get the ladywood. There's something about that. Does anyone watch watch um, Banshee? By the way, not a geek no, husband, but the lead guy in that. The Banshee is a fantastic show. It's just like an action show, action crime, and a guy mm-hmm. running from his past. But he's but he's just so loyal and awesome. Because the whole reason he went to prison is because he was covering for his girl. You know, it's and it's kind of the same thing where he's like this pent-up adorable warrior he wants to be open and romantic but it's like he just he can't and you feel so horrible for him because his heart is so big but he's stuck in the world of bros yeah i keep meaning to because it's filmed in north carolina but i've named a couple of mine it's somebody else's turn well let's see uh i'll throw out some classic geek husbands just so people understand what they are simon pegg classic geek husband Uh, yeah. Kevin Smith basically invented the subgenre of geek husband for me. Kevin Smith exactly. is on Bruce, my Bruce Campbell. I, 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 Bruce Campbell, yes, Bruce Campbell. But Bruce Campbell is I a, love him. Bruce, Bruce Campbell is beyond geek husband. He is the man god. Okay, I mean, it's like Bruce Campbell and everybody him. else. <laughs> All geek. <laughs> Josh, Josh Whedon. Yeah, yeah. Is Anna Rune going to avoid being a dirty old lady and not say Daniel Radcliffe? Because what the fuck? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. No, he's well within the realm because (laughs) once you pass the age of 18 and stopped looking like a little kid, yeah, it's it's all fair game. What what was the kid that played Neville long (sighs) time? Oh, my God. He has become yes. the hottest boy on the planet. He, I swear to God. Oh. Yeah, you got hot. I don't know what the hell Matt, happened. Have you seen Matthew <laughs> Lewis? Have you seen pictures of this kid? Like, this I don't know what happened. Like, like he went from like pudgy to like sports model. I mean, you've got to see these pictures. It's ridiculous. And and like, I love what J.K. Rowling said about it. It was like looking at her son. I can't do it. <laughs> you know. So. It, it, you know, so don't forget Matthew Lewis. You got to throw him in there. You're going to yeah, bring yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Um, uh, another classic, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, of course. Everyone loves him, right? Yeah. Um, but he looks constantly constipated, and it keeps me from being no, able to give over. No, Have you ever watched Sherlock? <laughs> Have you ever watched Sherlock? Him and his yes, Sherlock curls. Him. Oh, my dear God, his Sherlock home curls. If I can have him in his Sherlock home <laughs> curls. Yes. All right, Queenie, I want you to throw out two names. All right, let's start with the Saska twins. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. American Mary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Yeah. My my alter ego, my vampire, has had close proximity. My her hand has had close proximity to, unfortunately, Sylvia's behind. Because sometimes when I'm hacked, I'm, yeah. But she was totally great about it. And I was so worried. I'm like, oh, my God. I went up to hug her. And I, I'm usually macking on Jen. Everyone's got a favorite with those two. And I just, I, I don't know. I connected with Jen first and foremost. And so I saw them a few times. And the second time I saw them was, like, Montreal Comic Con one year, a couple years ago. And I kept pulling. I was dressed attack at the time. And we went to pose. And I held... I turned towards Jen because my other friend was there for Sylvia. I turned towards Jen and I held her close, but camera was weird. 
So between each take, I held her just a little bit closer because when I'm hack, I'll just be a little bit that much bolder. And by the last one, like, I pulled her in and I, I heard, and I was so delighted. <laughs> She'll never admit it. She'll be like, well, no, but that's, it happened had, and hack heard it. I had a moment when I met them because I was covered in makeup and I was dressed as uh, Billy. Like, that's the they I've they love every. They're just as horny as us. Oh, my God. They're hornier than us. <laughs> like the greatest hugs, but when they hugged me, my makeup brushed against one of their shoulders. I don't know if it was Jen or Sylvia. I can't remember now. But yeah. like, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, I just put makeup all over. <laughs> like, no, they're so cool about that. Like whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're used to it, I'm sure. Oh well, yeah, all right, players, ladies. right? <clears throat> ladies, I have a name for you. Let's okay. go away from the. Vi- We've been talking film geeks, but let's go away from that for a second. I want to bring an author into this. Neil Gaiman. Okay. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Neil Gaiman. I was going to say Neil Gaiman. I was going to say Neil the Sandman. <laughs> no, not just that. I was going to say Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer as a couple. I want them oh, together. Oh. And now we're Palmer a geek wife. I guess Amanda yes. Palmer would count as Now a we're matchmaking and shipping. Amanda Palmer is like <laughs> my ultimate geek witches. wife. That's what you're, you're matchmaker, matchmaker. You're witching it out. Exactly. You know? <laughs> she's she's the ultimate, and and she got Neil Gaiman, and together they're freaking adorable. Like they're, they're like the geek power couple. They are. <laughs> they still are. Oh, man, that's so awesome. So I also want to throw out, because Bill Mosley obviously is a geek husband, I would think that Bonnie and I both yeah. agree being in close proximity to the man. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely amazing to look at. And I mean yes, that yeah. in all he, the right way. He's another it, one not that's that, not a he, Yeah, he's not a stunner, but he gets a donor. Just, <laughs> I just made that up. Just, it doesn't make no sense. He's like, he's like a statue. Like, it's well, a no, it's a margarita, but you know it's the features. But but uh, I wanted to actually say his his director and co-star from Repo. One of my favorite geek covers is Terry Zook, who, yes. who played oh, the Undertaker. Oh my Olin Bousman, um, Grave Digger. Oh, I couldn't hear yeah. you. Oh, Grave Robert. Oh, Terry Zuznick. Only yeah, in the makeup. Zubnick. Only in the makeup. Yeah. Only in the makeup. Yeah, I agree. And that makes makes me feel like a shitty man because I actually had a boyfriend (laughs) once that would literally say to me, bring back the pretty girl. But with that guy, I'm like, bring back the pretty boy. (laughs) Isn't that awful of me? I'm so mean. I agree. The makeup makeup looks better, but that voice, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen always is sexier when he's sweaty. Uh, yeah. you know, same thing. So you know, what, but when he when he's not vegan, when he's not Lord, when he's not Aragorn, he's cute. But when he's Aragorn, he's amazing. So keep him in the costume. Same yeah, with and Jeff. he does everything. He's like Orlando Bloom in the Legolas. It's kind of like Orlando yeah. Bloom in the Legolas wig. Sexier in the wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sexier in the wig. <laughs> <laughs> Girls can be just as shallow as guys, and this is Valentine's Day, so we're allowed to be shallow a little bit sometimes. I hang out with a Speaking lot of guys. <clears throat> I think women are worse sometimes because we cut, we cut so deeper. True. We go deeper oh, into yeah. the psyche. We we cut lower. We do. We do the lower blow. They'll just they'll do surface shit like your tits are small or da da da. We'll go right for the psyche, and that hurts them more. 
So we're actually, in my opinion, we're kind yeah. of worse. Women we go are. for the mother doesn't love you. Exactly. She gets it. Exactly. We know how to do. We know how to do that shit. We know how to go all Game of Thrones on your ass, and like it's not fair. (laughs) It's not fair. We we know how to go all Cersei Lannister. The House Tyrell. Oh my God, it's not fair. Oh yeah. All right. No, no. Speaking of uh, freaking Game of Thrones, I have to say that freaking Tyrion Lannister. Oh my God. Uh, why is yes? Oh my God! I and I totally was into him when he was on Nip Tuck getting the getting the new 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 from the wife of the doctor. I've adored him. I have yeah, always he's fantastic. Why can't I think of his name right now? It's killing me. He is fantastic. Yeah, he's he is. he is. Help my brain! Help my brain fart, people. His real oh, name. I, Who I missed it. I'm, I couldn't what? hear. You. Tyrion Lannister? You mean Dinklater? Oh, I forget his name. Uh, Dinklater. Richard Dinklater. Letter, something like that, right? It's it's the Dink. It's Dinklater. Yeah, Dinklater. Dinklater or something. Something Dinklater. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. There you go. Dinklater. I'm adding a midget to my list. Well, okay. Deep breath. Deep breath. Deep breath. Andrew girl deep has breath. to have. Wait. Oh. 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 Because we were because poor Nathan earlier. So is it correct now to say midget or do you have to say little pe- person? Dwarf. Is that I have no dwarf. idea. It's it's dwarf. Nobody knows, the, the, and that's why the, everybody's correct all the time. No. 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 <laughs> I, I I I have to address people because of my job. The correct way is dwarf. 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 That's what you think. Yeah. How, okay, I'm my question dwarf. is, why does it change every seven years? It's, <laughs> it's been dwarf for know. a while. I don't know. Okay, I just know it's dwarf, and they don't like midget. Midget's wrong. You don't say midget. Yeah, so, maybe, no, maybe, no, no, I, I yeah. understand. Yeah. Anyway, so. maybe just maybe just because it's, there's so many midget references in movies that are just heckling, yeah. and they're like, no, I'm yeah. saying it's a dwarf wolf. now. Fuck you all. Wolf of Wall yeah. Street. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's mm-hmm. all I have to say. Go watch Wolf of Wall Street. And, and, exactly. And, and, you know. Exactly. Right, so I'm, get, I'm getting back to my list of, of, of peoples that I have here. I'm going to throw some musicians out there. All right? You ready? Okay. Yep. All right. Queenie, you, you ready? All right. I've got – I'm ready. And I have a huge crush on Andy Sandberg and the Lonely Island. I absolutely love mm, them. Um, I can see that. Uh, I can see that. Um, so they're because then uh, they might be giants. If, oh. if John Lin, if John Lindell ever broke up with his wife, all bets are off. I would leave my husband. I would sell my house. Yeah. I would pack up my shit. You I know. would move to Brooklyn and I propose it. <laughs> uh, I right on the spot. He is like my dream man, and I know, and he is the ultimate geek boy. And and who is they might be giants? Just go see Tiny Toon Adventures in the nineties. They used they made this, some videos in the nineties. They are the shit. They are they might be giants, and their new record is just as good as the last. Is one of their best records in years. So Glean is awesome. So they might be giants out mm-hmm. there. Um, Neil Patrick Harris. I have him on the list. Oh, even though he's gay, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. matter. Geek husband is geek husband because nope. I have nope. I have two gay ones. And, uh, and Zachary Kinto is also on that list. If you want to continue oh, that, oh no, list. okay, yeah. three geek husband. I have three gay ones. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I also wanted to throw out Mike Patton of Faith No More. I absolutely adore that Woo! man. Um, Ooh, girl, you're crazy. I like it. You want it all. I love him to death. I love Mr. I love Sodomas, and he's a huge film geek, so I love him to death. I know, okay. This is for Queenie, though. All of you are, I'm waiting for the ultimate swoon. I know that automatically Jeffrey Combs brings everybody to a great home. Yes. He's super sweet. He was so adorable to me. Oh, my gosh. And he was so hot and reanimator. He really was. I just think of him as. I he seems like voice. an uncle to me, but a benign uncle, but an interesting uncle, but an uncle that I want to be like, seriously, uncle, seriously, do I have to stop you? <laughs> you're like, you're like injecting everything, motherfucker. All right. I have a weird one. Okay. Um, well, it's not necessarily weird because he actually was really, really sexy and did a lot of sex movies and stuff like that. Not like sex movies, like Skinamax type movies and things mm-hmm. like that. But now he's like, that maybe somebody can like guess who I'm talking about, but he's funny and he's so cute and he's so smart. Oh, and I adore, I adore James Spader. I yeah, always love oh, James yeah. Spader. Wow. And and if oh, you man. forget, girlfriends, girl, sexy witches, and you all know this the minute I say it, and you're thinking it right now. Two movies. If you forget how hot he is, you watch Crash. Or you watch Secretary, and then you're like, Secretary, oh, yeah. Secretary, Secretary, then <laughs> you over the desk. Oh my God, Secretary, Secretary. Yes, I okay. know, I know. I literally That's... switched the fucking worm, the worm in the envelope. Love... It's like so I far. Love... See, I, I, the way I, I say it. Movie. I, mm. I watched The Blacklist. I love The Blacklist. And he is still mm. funny and quippy and witty. And I say he went from, like, the sexy hot guy I wanted to have just, like, sex with to just, like, the the adorable hot, uh, you know, guy I want to marry and, and grow old with. There's also a combination of, like, true confidence and bravado. And it's, I think it's just kind of wired into us as women that, like, we complain about it a lot, but we love bravado from our guys. Yeah, and we do. like, I don't know if it's, it's, it's not him in general. Charisma. Yeah, but remember how, remember how Jack Nicholson was in, oh, it's witches, bitches. Remember how Jack Nicholson was in, in Witches of Eastwick? And mm-hmm. he would just, remember he's sauntering in front of the bed with a giant belly, you know, and, like, yeah. and, he's, and he's, like, smoothing. And they couldn't help it. They just fell for it. They just, some of them, very few of them, used to be careful because they're really evil. They're out there, though. They have that power. Yes, <laughs> they do. And I am susceptible they to have that, that power. power. <laughs> and and what, what's worse than that is that you will love it. And you're like, oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> well, I love a confident man. I have a few What's that? I'm sorry. with some bellies. I have a few guys on my list that have pot bellies that are cute. Yay! Hey. Is have, Ron Perlman one? Uh, uh, he can, it I should guess. Be Ron uh, Jack, Jack Black. I have Jack Black and yep. I have Patton Oswalt. Oh, I like it. I like it. I love I agree. Jack Black. Oh, my God. Especially at a Kyle Gass. If Tenacious D Who's also that, honey? is on I the list. 
Kyle Gass is the best guitar player on the planet, and that is not an exaggeration. He actually graduated from, what was it, uh, from Juilliard, youngest person ever at 14, something like that. So uh, Really? He, he was a true prodigy, yes. So, is so he solo put, or is he Kyle, in a band? He does both. Uh, Kyle Gass, his second half of Tenacious D, is also in a band called Trainwreck. Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, Okay. So you'll you'll know you know who Kyle Gass is. It's all good. So um, nice. so that's another. That's he's another he's a bolder so, guy. But, but I, I love Patton Oswalt. But when did Patton Oswalt become the actual ambassador to geek? Like if there's an opinion, a geek opinion needed, someone always goes to Patton Oswalt and asks this question. And I always wonder <laughs> when did that moment happen? When did it happen? Do we know? Uh, or some, like some, sometime on Twitter, I think because he's like really popular on Twitter or something. I have no idea. But I know that. Like he says stuff that we all understand and get. That's why we love him because he speaks our yeah, language. I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I also have Martin Freeman on the list. Let's see. Oh yes. As, as oh, long as it's not him. Morgan Freeman, I think it's okay. Yes. And oh, and, and speaking of, of Morgan Freeman for the voice Although alone. Although he's he's cuddly and adorable, but yeah, different. Well, he's he's like my grandpa. To people with cute tummies, I like Alan Tudyk quite a bit. So um, no, Alan Tudyk is my favorite. Alan Tudyk is like him. my. I actually proposed to Alan Tudyk. I just love that man. <laughs> I love that story. 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 No, just like on Twitter, like I, I've met Tyler Levine in person. Screenshot, screenshot, <laughs> and and I was, um, I, I told Tyler, I was like, you know, you need to tell Alan that I'm single and and ready, <laughs> ready for him because I I just freaking love Alan Tudyk. My body is ready for you. <laughs> my, my my ring finger is ready for Alan Tudyk. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, you know, the only person I've ever had a sex dream about celebrity-wise, there's only been one person, and only I one? still say it, only one. I and and it always, I always say that it was I was on a cruise ship, and I swear they were pumping some kind of hallucinogenic gas into the room or something, because I would have never had this dream ever. And it was Nathan right? Fillion. Nathan Fillion, of all people. But he's fucking I had a Holy shit. Thanks. If you yeah, had mentioned, I didn't is. think of him, but he's awesome. He's like the perfect cousin. Sorry. He is. <laughs> he's he's like Joss Whedon universe. Um, it's like Bruce Campbell is to Sam Raimi as Nathan Fillion yeah, is yeah, to Joss yeah. Whedon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> and he also has this thing where it's like, he looks like he had a cleft palate and he had it like like fixed, but he's still hot and he still owns it. And you're like, this just makes you hotter, baby. Like a guy with a broken nose, you know? Oh, yeah. I love Nathan yeah. William. The hammer uh, is his penis. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Captain Hammer. Dr. Horrible. Thank you for mentioning him. Okay, well, I have one. Felicia Day on Geek Labs. That's the one I want to end with, but I want Queenie. I want you to end with your favorite geek wife or husband, and then we'll all go around, mm-hmm. and I'm going to end with Bonnie. So, Queenie, you first. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Alice motherfucking Cooper. I've That's seen him. He's an amazing performer. Ooh. You know, he's geeky in his own way. He likes to play golf. Like, he's awesome. That's right. He's super awesome. <laughs> and he went crazy for a while. So I can relate to that. <laughs> uh, Queenie, okay. you know One that Alice, Alice, Coo- Alice Cooper is doing a fan convention this year. You know that, right? Really? Which one? He's doing Spooky Empire in Florida. Um, oh, that's so far away. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, but he's doing, but that also means he Ooh. might do others. If he does one, he might do more. So let's keep an eye um, out for Alice Cooper. So okay. uh, if, if I'm down there, I'll make sure that I give him your card. Oh, yeah. thanks. Awesome. Awesome. I do love him very much. You know, he's kind of actually more of a father figure to me than a husband, but you know, who cares? Yeah, no, <laughs> I, love I get him. it. I love him. All right. So, do you want to throw out a geek wife as well? Because we did kind of shut out the wives a little bit. Will you have one more geek wife yeah, to add to the list? Sure. Uh, you said Taylor. I love I'm her. Sorry, Sweet Lana and Usher. Alicia I can't Taylor, hear you, sweetie. Alicia Taylor. Alicia Taylor. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could. Yeah, she's Lana. Lana. <laughs> so, so we have that, and um, so Aaron, once you're, you already said Alan TEDx is your number one. Is that really your number one? Alan Tudyk and Manny Bennett are like my. Oh, but <clears throat> if if I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out CW style with some hotness and go for the Supernatural Brothers, Pat Lackey and, and uh, Jensen Ackles, because they really are super geeks, and they're adorable goofballs, and they are so sweet to their fans. And they're just, yeah, I'm going to go with those two. Or I could just go with Tom Hiddleston, because holy crap. <laughs> and Ooh. by the way, it is, it is Tom Hiddleston's birthday today, so this is a very appropriate oh, conversation. That oh, no. That, that, birthday. that worked out well for me. Uh-huh. So, uh, see, I, I, I know Mikey Cousins, so we've we mm-hmm. got Mikey Cousins. All right, Bonnie, your ultimate geek husband. Silent Bob. Silent Bob. Yeah. Kevin Smith. Not, not just Kevin Smith, but Silent Bob. Silent Bob in particular. No, no, just just him. But I love him as Silent Bob because you know we got we got business to take care of, so it's okay. And he's all he's all about that. He's a man of few words, and that's cool because obviously we bitches we have a lot to say. <laughs> and he only speaks when necessary. That What's is that, such a badass. I said he only speaks when necessary, and I bet you he can use that tongue. Fatty can eat. Silent Bob comes with baggage, though. There's always going to be this, like, you know, Jay is always going to be following Bob around. So you got to deal with him. It's a two-for-one Oh, deal. that's true. But, you well, know, I would take Jay. So, you know, Kevin Smith is coming to AwesomeCon, by the way. Oh, and cool. He's doing, and he's also going to be doing a uh, his one of his Q&A sessions for an extra $15 on top of the ticket. Totally going. Um, last time I saw nice. him, I cowered behind the column in Chelsea Market. 
going, it's him, it's him, I haven't seen his movie, I can't talk to him yet. Because uh, I had Red State. That was State for Red State, out. right? Yeah, yeah, right after Red State. I hadn't seen it yet, and he just was there. There's this really cool witchy candy shop in Chelsea Market. I walked in, and they're both, him and Jason Mewes were right there in, ho- in, in a hockey jersey, like exactly what you think Kevin Smith should look like. And I was like, fuck. And I hid behind them, cowered behind a column like a wuss. Being <laughs> coward is intimidating. It's like, oh, oh my God. I just, it was, it was so awe-inspiring, and he's, like, everything about Kevin Smith is the reason, one of the reasons why I'm a podcaster, one of the people I love movies, uh, one of the reasons why I started writing screenplays was because of Kevin Smith, and, uh, you know, so it means a lot to me, and so I would say between him and Nathan Fillion, um, and and Nathan Fillion, they're having a Firefly reunion, too, though, Nathan Fillion has not been announced. Um, oh, I know. I'm dying, crossed. waiting. Oh my god. Keep my fingers crossed. All right. Um, so awesome, awesome con in June. And yes, we're doing a special episode. I did lock the the creator of Awesome Con, Steve Anderson, into an interview on May 31st. So we'll definitely we're gonna have him on the show, and he's got a preview Awesome Con on our show. So I'm so excited for that, girls. I've had a lot of great people up coming up the pipe. So, Bonnie, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Go ahead. Tell us what you're doing up next. I know you have you and Hannah Foreman have a few things brewing. So why don't you give yourself a shameless plug, and uh, we will catch you again, I hope, very soon. Please call in at any time. Yeah, Hannah and I have some stuff coming up. We're going to do Horror at the Hooker, uh, which is going to be the last Tuesday of every month, roughly. Um, in Brattleboro, Vermont, we're working on that, and we've lined up. She, she, she did this, not me. Oh, she's lined up at least six months, and I'm helping her get a few other contacts because we've discovered that we have different circles, which is going to work really well. And also, I have an idea for a micro show, short, a bloody micro short that would work for it would work for women and hormones for next year, but it could be done before that. And she showed she showed a lot of interest in that, so I want to work with her on that and absorb as much as I can. Because I don't know if y'all saw her part, her segment in the PSAs for this year, but it was so awesome and funny. Did you guys watch all those? No, I'm afraid not. Oh, they're I so did. good. I and they I had it, the they PC. had a different approach to it too, and it, it kind of went through. It's it's fantastic. It and Hannah, well, basically, in essence, what she did that gave me hope because we're we're totally on a shoestring budget up here. Oh my god, um, is that she took a very lo-fi idea and made it very fresh. So when you watch those Women in Hormones 2016 PSAs, look for look for, for for that. And I do, I have some shoots coming up, some firsts for me. I have a tub shoot that I'm going to do, like a bathtub shoot, like an older with feet. And, you know, I don't know, going into some other areas. I have a short that I'm connected to, but I can't, it's too early. But it has something to do with a Stephen King story. So that's fun. Ooh. And, yeah, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and the director is fantastic. I met her at Axman Film Festival, so I just I Can don't. Can you give a hint as to which Stephen King story? Um, I might be a vampire again. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> 
So there's that. And other than that, I'm just in Days of the Dead. I can't say anything about that, but I found out very importantly because, and I'm I'm totally like cool, so I'll just admit shit when I learn it. I figured that it would be very presumptuous of me to go to these horror cons and be shoving my my headshots at, at directors. And then I went, because you also, you know, Catherine, you're at the Indie Horror Panel, and it, we talked for a little while about what, what you should be doing and, you know, how you should be promoting yourselves. And they're like, no, 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 no. We want you to do that. Well, Bonnie's head went like, watch the fuck out, because it's going to rain. So that's going to happen. And I did talk to a couple, I had a really, I had a couple of really good conversations with some directors. Um, it was a great Great. Days of the Dead, Atlanta, 2016, was so fantastic. Reconnecting with old people, meeting new people, having a great time, enjoying the movies, enjoying the panels, and then connecting to artisans, to filmmakers that you not not only want to, like, kind of get the next step forward, but you're excited about what they do, and you're behind what they do creatively. And they're actually taking even just a little interest. I have no idea if anything will ever come of these of these, you know, these musings, these late night musings, but if anything ever does, that's so fantastic and worth it to me. So I'll leave it at that. And thank you so much. You guys are awesome. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh my God. I've had so much fun talking with you. I'm so glad you were finally on the show. I've been wanting you on the show ever since I've like, created this show i go bonnie has to be our guest host at some really? point and i want oh, no way. yes always and always bonnie. wanted you on this show always wanted you on this show and so i always uh, think i'm gonna be a nightmare because i constantly interrupt people i'm such a fucking nightmare oh no no, no. this is like a this, this is like is a general exactly. conversation this is a, this is a free for all guns a blazing type conversation, but uh, like Queenie like like gets on me sometimes because I do talk over people because I hate dead mm-hmm. air. But that's the whole point of this is yeah. is banter. That's how I feel too. It's a high, you know, it's a it's a high powered geeky geek off. Exactly. I just <laughs> so. I know Queenie's sick. I know Queenie's sick. I just want her to promise to get out there and kind of bite my neck next time. That'll make me happy. <laughs> So you know, you know, one day werewolf versus vampire, it's gonna happen. I love it. It would happen in Japan. It already has. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be Bonnie versus Queenie. <laughs> Probably we're just gonna hug and have a good time. That's what's gonna happen. Well, I, guess, <laughs> I guess whichever I guess whichever one of you gets to me first. Um, it depends on what Ooh. I'll turn into. Mm. Ooh, let the race begin. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, thank you, Bonnie. I gotta let you go, and I like had some technical difficulties with my board, so I'm gonna have to ask you to hang up for me. Um, That's so okay. please call again anytime. I loved having you on the show, and it was so <clears throat> a pleasure to meet you finally in person. So let's oh, meet yeah, again. Let's do it. And I'm sorry that we didn't have more of a chance to talk, but the good part about that is that. Just having only even a little bit of reference, I was at Days of the Dead last year. It has clearly grown, even in one year. It has clearly gr- yeah. grown. Even though it's in, like, kind of like, you know, it seems like a small area, there's so much to cover. And you can just get lost in there. I mean, I didn't have a chance to say it earlier, but I had the same thing happen with you that I had happened with um, director Jill Six. All fucking weekend, she was, like, 
where are you? What's going on? And, I'm, and I would be in random rooms. And then on Saturday, she's like, do you want to do, because we did sushi up in Montreal when we hung out. She's like, do you want to do sushi, you know, for lunch? It's cool, you know? And she doesn't talk like that. She's, she's way more, she's going to talk like this. She's like, you want to do sushi? Yeah, it's cool, you know? <laughs> and I forgot that it was her fucking birthday. I totally forgot. But I was already at another place to eat. So I'm like, oh, I can't make it. So I had a lot of apologizing to do. But she's she's pretty cool and just kind of laid back. Actually, I want to I wanna mention Jill Six. That's, you know, Kevin Smith, yeah. But my wife, Jill Six. All right. I love you guys. Mm. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. night. So uh, that was Bonnie Nice Pavone in upstate New York. She is an actress and a model, and she's excellent on camera. Hire her, make her a star, and she also will help you in any way, a most wonderful, generous woman. We all love her around here. Please call again. And I want to apologize. I think my cousin Erin has been on hold for like 30 minutes, but I was, couldn't actually see my board for a while. So everything was running fine, so I left it because we weren't having sound problems for a change. This time we're having visual problems. Hooray. So I'm going to bring him on, but we're going to go right into community calendars. So I do. Hello, you're on with the Sexy Witches. Hello, hello. Hi, Witches. Aaron, I hey. apologize. I, I just really had to throw my five in. Nah, don't even so, worry about it. I, I know you have oh, to go thanks. right into calendar, so I just wanted to throw my five in really quickly. You named a yes. lot of wives and husbands on my second tier. I, I had a tough time winnowing it down to five, but here are my five. Sigourney right. Weaver. Sigourney okay. Weaver. Sigourney Good Weaver. Choice. David Good choice. Bowie. Good choice. Yes. David yes, Bowie. David and, Bowie. Also on and my list. And the cousin and I talked about this before David Bowie passed away because I had just seen the Black yeah. Star video and I was all pumped and I was tripping on Bowie bringing science fiction to rock and roll and how good he was at it and no one can compare so he he's on the list forever god bless him keep him forever um, and ever katie sackoff katie yes. sackoff good and, um not only for what she's done but she also is really pushing hard to be captain marvel and she would make a fucking excellent captain marvel people at Marvel, you need to do this for reals. And um, Olivia Munn, not only because yeah, yes. she looks insanely great in the previews uh, for the next X-Men film as Psylocke, but also back in the day, G4, Attack of the Show, one of the yep. geekiest women around, yes. God love her. Yes. Well, I Attack of the G4. Show is great. Oh, my God. It was I the best G4 so and much. She could rock that slave girl Leia bikini like no one else. Yeah, I used and to I, watch. I used to watch their San Diego Comic Con coverage every year. Yeah, she was awesome. I actually met her at E3, and she was just the nicest thing too. And then uh, finally, um, Elvira. Of course, we've been talking of about course. Elvira quite a bit on this show. Um, yeah. I also right. wanted to point out, and later. I forgot to mention Felicia Day. Also goes on that okay. list, and and Gorgeous. also all the people that's ever worked on Mystery Science Theater 3000. 
which includes <laughs> Lazy Day. Uh, so, but anyway, we're done with our geek cousins with the I community calendar. But I'm glad you called in, Aaron. And uh, and uh, we, Aaron, we, we also wanted to preview because you will probably be on our show next our next show, because that's going to be our Oscar show. So you'll be at the yeah. top of the hour because you're going to guest host, and our uh, our guest that caller this evening, that evening will be Jamie Duvall of Movie Geeks United to talk about the Oscars, and that will be March 1st at 9 p.m. We're going to talk Oscar because the Oscars will happen the Sunday before. So we'll all right be on, on that show. And um, – and, uh, you know, hope we might have something brewing, but Aaron's closer to the action than we are. So he can give us <laughs> some inside information about the Oscars since he's out mm. there in La La Land. So thank you for calling in. And do you have anything you want to plug or anything you want to say before I um, move onwards? No, no. Go into the calendar and I'll, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> That's fine. And Queenie says that she's going to book out. Is that right, sweetie? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to leave. Yeah, oh, feel gonna, better, honey. That's fine. Feel better. Feel better. Yeah. Thank you for Sorry, ahead. taking out. And it was great talking geek with you. You were really – the geek husband yeah. list you get and wife list was awesome. That was a lot of fun <laughs> to talk. Like, Thank you. We never talk girly – we never talk girl and you know on the show no. we never have no so that was really fun to talk girl for a change so i really enjoyed <laughs> it so thank you and have a good evening sweetie you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to hang up for me i can't hang up right now so thank you. okay Bye, everyone so, um good night so uh so Aaron, are you gonna stay on for the calendar real quick or are you going no no to i'm gonna listen show? you guys you guys go i'm gonna bug out um i will listen talk to you later so definitely in three weeks on March 1st, Tim, Aaron will be back on the show to talk Oscar winners with us. Peace out. All right. Peace out. So that was Aaron Kogan, my L.A. correspondent, a.k.a. The Cuz. He's out there on my, that end of the world going to things like San Diego Comic-Con and Star Wars Celebration. I also asked him, and he's probably going to go to the Black Bat Days at Disneyland, which is uh, the unofficial goth gathering at Disneyland, which is a really awesome, awesome event. So I want him to go and take photos for me. Uh, it's not people in cosplay. It's people dressed up in goth ball gowns. Really fucking cool. Walking around. Holy crap. Really, really cool. It's a great event. So I'm going to have Aaron do that for us. So let's go into the community calendar because we actually have some important stuff to talk about. I thought we were going to have a short one and I lied. So. You just learn so much stuff happening, you know, Aaron. It's just kind of crazy. So, uh, first of all, one of my friends who is at Days of the Dead, um, she did a, a, a commercial for the subscription horror pack. And mm-hmm. um, so that dropped yesterday. So I'm going to put that on the Facebook page because she's very excited to do production design for this commercial. So I'll post that there. And I, I may be reviewing a horror pack on the show. So oh, cool. I, might even open it, I might even open it live. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm going to talk to her more about that later. So I wanted to give a shout out to Dana and her, her and her commercial, and congratulations on that. Um, 
Now, because Sarah Trost has just said yes to the interview, I'm going to talk about this more on a, more in detail on a later show, probably the show after the Oscars, I'm hoping. Uh, but Jason Trost, uh, her brother, who's the director of the FP, has just dropped the Indiegogo campaign for the sequel, Beats of Rage. It's nine days in, and they're already at $12,000, and they still have two months left to raise $100,000. Um, I know for a fact that the FP was not made on that much money. Uh, so if they're asking for 100000 it's going to look like $100 million when they're done with it. That's, it it's clearly going to be an amazing. These guys, the Tross brothers are amazing, and their sister is amazing too. Sarah, she's their costumer and production designer. Brandon Tross is a is a, a Oscar-nominated cinematographer. Uh, he also, for people, the horror geeks out there, one of his most famous films is The Lords of Salem, the Rob Zombie movie. Absolutely uh-huh. gorgeous film. Uh, he also worked on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That's how he, as, a, as an FX supervisor <laughs> one back in the day. So we love the Trost brothers and Sarah. I actually like to say the Trost family because it's really a three-package deal, but everyone says Trost brothers. But Sarah, if if it wasn't for Sarah, who I am so excited, I'm going to get to meet and talk to on the radio. I can't wait to talk to her. Uh, she, it, her, her aesthetic is really what makes their movies. She does a lot of work on those films. So, uh, so Aaron, this one's for you. I'm going to have, I'm going to pass the mic to you. Media convention pick of, of the month is what is it? What's the media convention pick of the month in your area? Mad Monster Party? Mysticon, Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, Mysticon. Okay. Mysticon. that even exists. I've only been to like two I know. Well, it's weird. But, but you're right. George R. R. Martin's going to be there this time. Yep, yep. Ultimate geek husband, George R. R. Martin, is going to be headlining. It's, it's been sold out for months. Um, I've been trying to email them and see if there's a way to, you know, to interview somebody. I or I, they, they they ignore me completely, so I don't know what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, you know, but I, I emailed I emailed them, and I've been ignored as well, which is kind of, sure. you know, that's not very professional. But uh, I'm sure there might I be mean, several people doing so simply because it's George R. R. Martin. But, oh, speaking of Roanoke, guess what was just announced? I'm sorry. I have to take over on this note, just speaking of Roanoke because of Mysticon. But um, it was announced three days ago that George Takei is going to make a stop in Roanoke, Virginia at the beginning of May. That's right. That's right. I remember. What exactly is that? I remember hearing something about that. Um, it's because the mayor of Roanoke in November, like, wrote this horrible letter about uh, uh, Syrian refugees and, and and Japanese internment camps, and, and George Takei, like, tore him a new one on social media. So he's coming um, for, like, two days of of diversity and sensitivity, um, kind of like an ambassador to the area. Um, so I just can't wait for that. Oh my God. I mean, wherever it's going to be, whatever's going to happen, it's going to be free, but you have to have a ticket. So I'm really on the lookout for that. So, well, great. So yes, uh, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. So let's make sure we post something about that on the Facebook page or remind me to do that. 
about George Takei coming to Roanoke. So I, uh, I would hope you'll go and you'll cover it. I think that'll be awesome. I met George yes, Takei really last year uh, um, at AwesomeCon. So, and it was a pleasure to meet him and his husband, Brad. Uh, I absolutely adored his husband. Oh, my God. He was so awesome. So, yeah, so George Takei, Mr. Khan, there's a lot of stuff happening in Roanoke all of a sudden. It's getting kind of cool in Roanoke. When you know, actually, the beautiful star, I really like the neon star. It was pretty cool. So, um, uh, so uh, I also want to mention, oh, something Aaron the Porn Witch will like. Um, uh-huh. There. It's an extreme haunt, Blackout, the big extreme haunt, the one that's in the New York area, sometimes in San Francisco. Well, they're having an extreme off-season haunt in the L.A. area, March 3rd through the 19th. Tickets tickets went on sale today for it. So um, this is... The, the top, if you like extreme haunts, this is the top of the line. There's no better haunt than Blackout. Blackout, you have to be 18, and you must walk through it alone. You sign a waiver, they will touch you. Uh, so, uh, well, that's not, what I hope. It, yeah, if you like the movie Saw and wanted to experience it without actually dying, this is about as close as you're going to get to it, is Blackout. Blackout, it plays on a fear. They always choose a fear every year. I think last theme was Dante's Inferno, so it was Hell and Firescapes. Um, so we don't know what this one is. They don't usually tell you until once it starts. But uh, they always pick a fear of something, and they and then they theme out to it. Uh, one year, I know someone had to walk through a, a room through used condoms because it was a body horror themed. Ooh, that's gross. Something. Yes, but you know, I, well, I can handle I can handle pretty much anything but insects. <laughs> but but well, I think they would they might be too afraid of the insects dying. That might be a little inhumane. Well, you know, uh, you know, uh, Nathan. He has bo- he, You know, his bogey character walks around with um, uh, Madagascar and Hiskin cockroaches. So uh, and it's not the first time that a pl- someone's used a, a bug in a haunt. That's for sure. So um, I was looking for something, but I have no idea where it is. Um, so um, ah, there it is. Let's do that again. So, so look for Blackout if you're in the L.A. area and uh, buy tickets and go for it if you really want that kind of experience. I don't know. I might do one once, but I don't know if I'm really up for it. I don't mind the bondage part so much as when you start making me eat things I don't want to eat. That's when I start to draw the line. I don't believe in yeah. eating anything unnecessarily. So <laughs> Yeah, that, that was always my biggest thing on Fear Factor. I can handle anything but the eating. That's just gross. Oh. Jumping from a, a, a moving train, I'm fully harnessed. I know this. I'm going to be okay. I might have some fear because it's natural to be scared because of that environment. Your body tells you you're wrong. But don't, I know I got jump. this full-on harness. It's, it's still going to jump. You got this full-on harness. You're, you're completely safe. Eating, the, eating the, the, the pig balls raw, not so much. I'm not, no. You know, eating oh, the live no. bees. I mean, I don't even mind being thrown into a, a, a vat full of live snakes. That wouldn't even bother me or spiders. All of that, no problem. Eating something, forget it. I, that's why I draw the line. So, anyway, I digress. So, <laughs> I don't like that at all. Di- um, digress, so but not digest. Yeah. <laughs> yes, good. I like that. But I think. 
I like that a lot. All right, so we're going to be gone for three weeks until after the Oscars. So, But there are, besides Oscar films, of course, go crash all the Oscar movies. They're all being re-released in the theaters. I got Cicero just came out on DVD recently as well. So, uh, so go look those things up. But, you know, for the geek person that doesn't want to deal with Oscars, there are a few films out there. And here's my, uh, my current film picks for the months of February and early March. Uh, Deadpool, of course, which comes out this weekend. Is, and the ad campaign for Deadpool has been my favorite ad campaign of the year, of 2015. I yes. just thought the whole, the whole campaign was hysterical from beginning to end. Uh, and they got the Mary Sue pissed off at them, and that gives them a badge of honor right there. So, you know, rah-rah to Ryan Reynolds and the ad campaign. I thought it was absolutely hysterical and great. And uh, good luck on this film. I'm not a Marvel didn't fan they do as much like as a, Didn't they do is, like a whole check your ball for lumps thing with Deadpool? They Yes, they did. They certainly did. There were PSAs. There were all sorts of stuff. The whole San Diego Comic-Con Deadpool thing was great. The, the sizzle reel was good on comic. Everything about Deadpool has been a fun, fun ride. So, I, I you know, at this point, give it its money because it's earned it. So, uh, for me, I really want to go see Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. And I really want to go see Zoolander 2, which comes out. I want to see, yeah, Zoolander 2 and Hail Caesar. Those are the two I want to, well, uh, besides Deadpool, of course. Those are the two I really want to go see. Yeah, I'm not quite sure about Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies simply because I was really disappointed with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I thought that was boring as fuck. Well, I read the book, uh, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. That was the first book I read after Lily was born. Like, that was the breastfeeding book. I was reading Pride, Pride and Prejudice, and Zombies. And it, it actually has the problems of all Jane Austen books. It's a Jane Austen book. It just has zombies. So it'll either you go, go two ways. You can camp it up and just have fun with it, or you make it a straight-up Jane Austen film and then bore yourself. So we'll have to see. Uh, but I really want to read it. I want to see it. I actually want to go see this movie. I've been following it because it had a lot of problems. Lily Taylor was attached to it for a while. So it was Natalie Portman, and then it got dropped, and then it got revived again, and now it's out. So just it being out is a triumph. So I'm recommending Pride and Prejudice and Zombies to at least give it a little bit of money. And if you don't want to see it now, it'll be in D&D in three months. Just make sure you watch it. Um, or a video on demand, yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, speaking of DVD picks, there's quite a few that just came out. Um, Spectre came out, which was on my top five of 2015, the James Bond film. I actually thought the last Daniel Craig film was the best since the first Daniel Craig movie. I, I really really liked it and if you don't want to watch the whole thing at least watch the first 15 minutes it's one of the best openings in a film i've seen in quite a while great practical effects great tracking shots beautiful location there and also some familiar faces from sherlock holmes and other uh films that you'll see all peppered through it so it's a really good throwback 1980s type throwback it's not like his last couple of movies Song is shit. Song is total shit. Up for an Oscar. Uh, whatever. Uh, I actually thought that the, the I'm surprised the about song, that. 
Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. I actually thought the Adele song deserved to win, uh, but this, no, not so much. Uh, but, um, you know, but I do recommend the movie. Um, what, also, one of your favorite movies last year, Aaron, uh, and Queenie's, too, Crimson Peak, came out today. Um, so we it's can get finally. Um, yeah. Um, Freaks of Nature also came out. It's a comedy that a lot of people liked. Um, Leftover Season 2 dropped. And then on next week, a lot of good films drop. Uh, Black Mass drops with uh, uh, with Johnny Depp, his best performance in years. Uh, Steve I've been Jobs to see with, that. Yep, Steve Jobs with Fast Bender drops also. And oh, and he was the geek out that I didn't get to mention. Hmm. Oh, what else? Oh, and Trumbo. No, I said uh, he was. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Anything else? No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say Michael Fassbender was a geek husband I didn't get to mention. Oh, especially well, his yeah. Magneto performance is amazing. Oh, uh, and he does so many works. great independent movies. He's just—he's really great. What about the David Cronenberg film where he played—he uh, played Doctor Young and he had to spank uh, Kira Knightley all the time. Oh my God! Uh, know, uh, exactly. Or, or, or shame. What was the one where he had? He, is that no? That's not the one where he was like the sex addict, was it? Yes. No, yes. Oh my God! That shame. was hard to watch, though. That was shame. That's right. It is. That's right. You're right. That movie was hard to watch, though. It was, was uh, kind yes. of, except for you kind know, it, it was Michael Fassbender, and so exactly you can through it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. All right, and my final on the list of the instant, we have our instant watch picks for the next couple of weeks. Um, last week, Turbo Kid finally dropped on Netflix. If you haven't seen Turbo Kid and want to see an 80s throwback that works, Turbo Kid is not the best film I saw, but I actually liked it more than Fury Road. I, I'm sorry, Fury Road was okay. This was better. I actually, the music was fun. There's a really good performance from the girl that's the lead girl in the movie. She, I won't spoil what her character, but she's really good in it. Um, the, the the product production design is very much what I like, and like very in the vein of FP and Sarah Trost and Street Trash, that post-apocalyptic '80s look. A lot of fun. Turbo Kid, Netflix. Um, also on Netflix, Bates Motel Season 3, a show that starting to improve. It gets better as he goes along. It wasn't I as liked good as Hannibal, prom- but it was good. Go I like the new promo poster where it shows him wearing the pearls. It's the only... In- it's- Have you seen it? It's a new promo poster for Season 4. And no, it shows... I it shows Freddie Highmore just looking like regular old Norman Bates, but he's he's like playing with a string of pearls around his neck. So it's the only indication that Mother's starting to show, you know. Uh huh. It it's kind of creepy, kind of good. I like it. It, it was cool. a very subtle poster. Well, now the up to three seasons are now on Netflix, so you can catch up and get ready for the fourth season. It sounds like it's right up the window. This is the time of year a lot of TV shows get dropped because of that. The mid-season replacement's coming. And um, on Amazon, a bunch of TV shows just dropped multiple seasons. X-Files dropped all their seasons for obvious reasons because of the new show. Adventure Time dropped all their seasons. Uh, and so did South Park and Castle and Flash. 
both drop seasons as well, uh, speaking of geek husbands. And last but not least, Amazon also, and those are on Hulu, by the way. All those TV shows are on Hulu. They dropped all that stuff on Hulu. Amazon dropped a documentary called The Chair, which is about the electric care and luxecutions. And even though it's a documentary, it's like a horror film. Watch The Chair, messed up documentary. And that's all I have. We are done, Queenie. Erin. Thank you for being on the show, my sexy porn witch. And um, uh, what do you have any final thing to say? We have 30 seconds here. I was just going to say that uh, Walking Dead comes back on Sunday. And we didn't mention that. And I'm surprised you didn't mention Trey Parker and Matt Stone as your geek husbands. Oh, my God, they are. I don't know why they didn't mention them. They're on my list. Uh, I I knew they would be. Trey Parker is another person. If he ever got divorced, I'll bet they're off. I I sell the house, and I divorce my husband, and I move to New York. (laughs) But um, So him or Don Linnell, either one of them. Oh, actually, Trey Parker is in L.A. now. Either way, I leave. But that's it. Uh, So anyway, March 1st, come back. Come here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uncut, uncert, and always live. Archivist bets on sexy witches. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Queenie. And thank you, Brian and Nathan and Aaron, our other Aaron, uh, my LA cuz. I'm going to leave you with my geek husbands. They might be giants and their big hit, unpronounceable from the new record, Glean. Uh, Blessed be and good still hunting. Depression